Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the Barefoot Office. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here. Well, <coughs> it was another doozy of a day. Spiritual direction and um, some long, hard conversations and kids being crazy. And that's just the stuff of life now. And it was the inauguration. I cried when um, Biden was sworn in. I cried when Kamala was sworn in, for that matter. So I don't, I don't know. Just was a long day that held a lot and uh as I was putzing around trying to get ready for to sit down and do this I just thought you know like I started to talk about this space in my recovery meetings and in my um relationships and in spiritual direction like this is my spiritual practice and so you know like I'm not putting you on the level of God or anything, but, you know, my spiritual practice is to sit down and breathe real weird and spend time with you. And, you know, maybe with Jesus. And, yeah. So, there you go. That's a gift for today, or... I mean, I'm assuming it is, since you're still kind of hanging out in this space, whoever you are, the the faithful crew of three or four. Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. So, take a deep breath. And if you haven't already, take off your shoes. For the place where you are is holy. As we read from Mark this first time, what, where does your attention go in these nine short verses? Jesus went out again by the seaside. All the multitude came to him, and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. He said to him, follow me. He arose and followed him. He was reclining at the table in his house, and many tax collectors and sinners sat down with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. The scribes and the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with the sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are healthy have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and they came and asked him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast? Jesus said to them, Can the groomsmen fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they can't fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the patch shrinks and the new tears away from the old, and a worse hole is made. 
No one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the skins, and the wine pours out, and the skins will be destroyed. But they put new wine into fresh wineskins. Where does your attention go in this reading? For me, it's many tax collectors and sinners sat down with Jesus. The second time as we read, what connection do you make to this reading from your life? Jesus went out again by the seaside. All the multitude came to him, and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. He said to him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. He was reclining at the table in his house, and many tax collectors and sinners sat down with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. The scribes and the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with the sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are healthy have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and they came and asked him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast? Jesus said to them, Can the groomsmen fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they can't fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the patch shrinks and the new tears away from the old, and a worse hole is made. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the skins, and the wine pours out, and the skins will be destroyed. But they put new wine into fresh wineskins. What connection do you make to this passage from your life? So for me, I'm thinking about a Target employee that I know, and um, I don't know, I would have thought that he was in high school, or maybe they were in high school. I, I guess I don't know what gendered words they prefer. And... um you know, but they looked pretty young to me. Like, I would have thought, you know, maybe 18, 19, some high school, college-aged kid, you know, just kind of working at Target here and there. And um, a few months ago, in my grocery delivery journey, all of a sudden, um, they were wearing their hair long and in their face and dyed completely black and their nails were all done up and there was a new piercing and um you know they just looked to be kind of what you know when I was in high school we would have called goth or emo and um 
you know, this was, this was a kid that I had said to like, Hey, you know what? I've noticed you like, you're just really great at your job. I, I really love it. It was like, Oh, thanks. You know? And then all of a sudden, I don't know, just kind of went from seeming bright and open to seeming goth and emo. (coughs) And so it's been hovering in kind of my consciousness for a while to ask them and be like, Hey, so like, is this, you know, what I want to ask is, is this a beautiful form of self-expression or is this a cry for help? And I think I was slightly more nuanced than that when I finally talked to them a couple of mornings ago and they were like, well, you know, it's kind of both. And I didn't maybe say cry for help. I was like, or is something, you know, going on? And, and I didn't really know how to follow up. You know, it's kind of an awkward relationship. And I, and I fronted saying like, can I ask you a personal question? You know, kind of invasive. And they were like, sure, you know, and just, and I came back that afternoon and I was like, Hey, just so you know, like, I really am not meaning to be like judgment or status quo or anything like here. Look, my toenails, like they're painted bright gold right now. And they are, it's epiphany after all. And, um, I don't know, I guess I just was thinking about that because of this phrase. He was reclining at the table in his house and many tax collectors and sinners sat down with Jesus and his disciples. And, you know, I've I've mentioned before that the priest here in Minnesota who posted a thing on Facebook is like, I want to be more like Jesus this year. Like, tell stories that confuse people, hang out with sinners, take naps in boats. And it's kind of funny and kind of serious and kind of pithy all at once. And, um, you know, but that like hang out with sinners, like somebody posted like, you know, I saw a meme that a, uh, an internet troll that I went to church with in high school had kind of done up about how like Jesus was executed by police and you know all this stuff and it was all like edited to be less kind of vaguely about the American political situation and more like strictly literally what the Bible says and um You know, it was like changed from was friends with sex workers to like, you know, I don't don't know exactly what it was changed to, but it was like, you know, kind of the subtext of it was like live the right way. And I don't know, I guess just for me. It's interesting the way that it's phrased. Jesus didn't go and eat with tax collectors and sinners. The tax collectors and sinners sat down with Jesus. And most religious people, most church people that I know are not attracting sinners and tax collectors. As a matter of fact, they're repulsing them. And so it's just food for thought for me as I kind of make this journey into, you know, trying to, I don't know, trying to move from God on the outside to God on the inside to finding language to talk about how I uniquely interact with my higher power to, you know, holding it in tension with 
with Jesus and Christianity and this spiritual practice that is centered on the Bible and the Book of Common Prayer and my Episcopal identity. As I do that, just to wonder, like, is my life, is my personality, is how I am, is that attractive to sinners and tax collectors? Because I'm I'm pretty positive that for most of my life, the answer would have been flat, hell no. And so what does that mean? Because they came to sit and eat with Jesus. They wanted to. So I don't know. I'm just going to sit with that for a while. And it feels good to talk it through and sit with it. So. <coughs> hmm. In this final time as we read... What intention do you imagine do you hold for yourself now that we've read and reflected on this passage together? Jesus went out again by the seaside. All the multitude came to him, and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. He said to him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. He was reclining at the table in his house, and many tax collectors and sinners sat down with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. The scribes and the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with the sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are healthy have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and they came and asked him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast? Jesus said to them, Can the groomsmen fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they can't fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the patch shrinks and the new tears away from the old, and a worse hole is made. (coughs) No one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the skins, and the wine pours out, and the skins will be destroyed. But they put new wine into fresh wineskins. What intention do you hold for yourself in this reading? I don't know. I think for me it's interesting. It's maybe about fasting. And um, I don't know. It's just I, I did for one semester. I fasted on Fridays in college. And that was really kind of it. And um I don't know, maybe just something I'll try out with. I've got at least one listener who um, who has some food issues, and so I don't want to belabor that. It's just kind of what, what sticks out is me needing to think about it for a while. So I'm going to do that, and that's okay. And it's okay not to talk it all through and just to let that be enough.
Father in heaven, who at the baptism of Jesus in the river Jordan proclaimed him your beloved Son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit, grant that all who are baptized into his name may keep the covenant they have made and boldly confess him as Lord and Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Hope and joy be yours, friends, for you have within you, for you are the light of God, the light of the world, always.